History Podcast. I am Jordan, and we are back today for episode 59, which is the Jersey Devil. So before we get started, I just want to talk about the business side of things a little bit. Um, We've just passed 36,000 listens, which is amazing. So we just wanted to take a second to thank everyone who listens, shares, posts on social media about it. We really appreciate it. Every little bit helps. If you haven't, go to either um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify and subscribe. On Apple, if you haven't, leave us a review. Uh, for some reason, it boosts you up the charts and it makes you more visible to other people. Not really sure how it works, but that's how it works. Um, yeah, uh, we have a website, mysteryhistorypodcast.com, where we have all of our, we have our merch, we have our Patreon page. And we also have all of our backlog of episodes. So if you just go there, it's all in one spot. So you can go back through the backlog and go crazy. The Patreon is, like I said, available on our website. And it's also accessible if you just go to patreon.com slash podcast. We are doing two tiers. Um, one tier is $2 a month. The first tier is $2 a month. Um, it gets you next week's episode a week early. So every week it'll be accessed a week early. And then the second tier is $5, which gets you every episode a week early, as well as a bonus episode every Friday. So if you're interested in that and supporting the show, go over there and just, uh, just give us some support. We appreciate it. So let's get into it. As I said, today we're going to be talking about the Jersey Devil So, in the southern New Jersey and Philadelphia folklore of the United States, the Jersey Devil is a legendary creature said to inhabit the Pine Barrens of South Jersey. The creature is often described as a flying biped with hooves, but there are many variations. The common description is that of a bipedal kangaroo-like or wyvern-like creature with a horse or goat-like head, leathery bat-like wings, horns, small arms, and clawed hands, legs with cloven hooves and a forked tail. It has been reported to move quickly and is often described as emitting a high-pitched blood-curdling scream. So, you know, just all good things. Leathery wings, high-pitched scream. What's not to like, you know? Cute little guy. Sounds like. So let's get into the origin a little bit. So according to popular folklore, the Jersey Devil is originated with a Pine Barren resident named Jane Leeds, also known as the Mother of Leeds. The legends state that the Mother Leeds had 12 children, and after finding she was pregnant with her 13th, uh, for the 13th time, she cursed the child in frustration, crying that the child would be the devil. In 1735, Mother Leeds was in labor on a stormy night when her friends gathered around her. Born as a normal child, the 13th child changed into a creature with hooves, a goat's head, bat wings, and a forked tail. Growling and screaming, the child beat everyone with its tail before flying up the chimney and heading into the pines. In some versions of the tale, Mother Leeds was supposedly a witch, and the child was the father of the devil himself. Yikes. <laughs> some versions of the le- legend also state that there is a subsequent attempt 
by local clergymen to exorcise the creature from the Pine Barrens. So that's just good. Good mother, you know. Mother of the devil. You know, you know, sometimes life gets tough. And you just gotta have the the devil's baby, I guess. You should probably got something pretty sweet, like a cup of soup back then for that. So yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do, I guess. Prior to the early 1900s and before the series of reported sightings of the creature during 1909, the Jersey Devil was referred to as the Leeds Devil or the Devil of Leeds, either in connection with the local Leeds family or the southern New Jersey town Leeds Point. Mother Leeds has been identified by some as Deborah Leeds on the grounds that Deborah Leeds' husband, Jaffet, I think is how it's pronounced, J-A-P-H-E-T, Jaffet Leeds, uh, named 12 children in the will he wrote during 1736. Can you imagine having 12 kids? That might be the scariest part of the story, if we're honest. That's insane. I couldn't imagine. I have trouble keeping up with my dog sometimes, let alone 12 kids and one that's a devil. Let's not forget about that one. <laughs> so yeah, many people think he is Jafet because he lists 12 children in his will. Uh, which is the same as the amount in the legend. Deborah and Jaffet Leeds also lived in Leeds Point, uh, that is now Atlantic County, New Jersey, which is commonly the location of the Jersey Devil story. So Brian Regal, who is a historian of science at Keene University, theorizes that the story of the Mother Leeds, rather than being based on a single person, originated from colonial southern New Jersey uh, religious political disputes that became the subject of folklore and gossip among the local population. According to Regal, folk legends concerning these historical disputes evolved through the years and ultimately resulted in the modern popular legend of the Jersey Devil during the early 20th century. Regal contends that the colonial-era political intrigue involving early New Jersey politicians Benjamin Franklin and Franklin's rival almanac publisher Daniel Leeds uh, resulted in Leeds' family being described as monsters, and it was Daniel Leeds' negative description as the Leeds devil rather than any actual creature that that was created later of the legend. Much like the mother Leeds of the Jersey Devil myth, Daniel Leeds' third wife had given birth to nine children, a large number of children even for the time. That's for any time, I'd say. Any time, that's a lot. Too many, I'd say. Leeds' second wife and first daughter had both died during childbirth. As a royal surveyor with a strong allegiance to the British crown, Leeds had also surveyed and acquired land in the Egg Harbor area located within the Pine Barrens. The land was inherited by Leeds' sons and family is now known as Leeds Point, one of the areas in the Pine Barrens currently most associated with the Jersey Devil legend and alleged Jersey Devil sightings. Starting in the 17th century, English Quakers established settlements in southern New Jersey, the region which the Pine Barrens are located. Daniel Leeds, a Quaker and a prominent person of pre-revolution colonial southern New Jersey, man, that really rolls off the tongue, (laughs) became ostracized by his Quaker congregation after his 1687 publication of almanacs containing astrological symbols and writings. Leeds' fellow Quakers deemed the astrology in the almanacs as too pagan or blasphemous, and the almanacs were censored and destroyed by the local Quaker community. Wow. He talked about the stars. Blasphemous. That's the, that's the thing about these old old times. It's like the Salem witch trials is the same thing. They're just like that girl coughed pretty loud. Probably a witch. 
That girl sneezed three times in a row. That's the devil. <laughs> it's just like they find anything. They're like, oh, mm-mm, that's not normal. And then we'll just drown you in the river. Crazy. I couldn't imagine living back then. What a wild time. In response to and in spite of this censorship, censorship, that was a tough one. Wow, got through it, though. <laughs> Leeds continued to publish even more esoteric astrological Christian writings and became increasingly fascinated with the Christian occultism, Christian mysticism, cosmology, demonology, and angel angelology? I didn't even know that was a thing. And natural magic. In 1690, after his almanacs and writings were further censored as blasphemous or heretical by the Philadelphia Quaker meeting, Leeds continued to dispute with the Quaker community, converting to angelicism. So he's an angel, I guess. Man, I'm ignorant, huh? Um, and publishing anti-Quaker tracts, criticizing Quaker theology, and accusing Quakers of being anti-monarchists. In the ensuing dispute between Leeds and the Southern New Jersey Quakers over Leeds' accusations, Leeds was endorsed by the much-maligned British royal governor of New Jersey, Lord Cornberry. <laughs> Man, that's got to be a freaking serial mascot. Lord Cornberry. <laughs> Uh, as he despised the Quaker communities. Leeds also worked as a counselor to the Lord Cornberry at this time, considering Leeds as a traitor for aiding the crown and rejecting Quaker beliefs. The Quaker Burlington meeting of Southern New Jersey subsequently dismissed Leeds as, in quotes, evil. During 1716, Daniel Leeds' son, Titan Leeds, which might be the coolest name of all time, um, inherited his father's almanac business, which he continued to use astrological content and eventually competed with Benjamin Franklin's popular, popular, popular Poor Richard's Almanac. The competition between the two men intensified when during 1733, Franklin satirically used astrology in his almanac to predict Titan Leeds' death on October of that same year. Though Franklin's prediction was intended as a joke at his competitor's expense as a means to boost almanac sales, Titan Leeds was apparently offended at the death prediction, publishing a public admonition of Franklin as a fool and a liar. In a public response, Franklin mocked Titan Leeds' outrage and humorously suggested that, in fact, Titan Leeds had died in accordance with the earlier prediction and was thus writing his almanacs as a ghost, resurrected from the grave to haunt and torment Franklin. Man, Ben Franklin was a, was a he didn't mess around. <laughs> he ain't playing. Franklin continued to jokingly refute a Titan Leeds as a ghost, even after Leeds' actual death uh, during 1938. Man, he's killer instinct, man. He doesn't care. He's dead and he actually is a ghost now. <laughs> he's heartless. Daniel Leeds' blasphemous and occultist reputation and his pro-monarchy stance in the largely anti-monarchist colonial south of New Jersey, combined with Benjamin Franklin's later continuous depiction of Titan Leeds as a ghost, may have originated or contributed to the local folk legend of the so-called Leeds Devil lurking in the Pine Barrens. During 1928, Titan Leeds began to include the Leeds family crest on the masthead of his almanacs. The Leeds family crest depicted a wyvern, a bat-winged dragon, a legendary creature that stands upright on two clawed feet. Regal notes that the wyvern of on the Leeds family crest is reminiscent of the popular depictions of the Jersey Devil. The inclusion of the family crest on Leeds almanacs may have further contributed to the Leeds family's poor reputation among locals and possibly influenced popular descriptions of Leeds 
the Leeds Devil, or the Jersey Devil. The fearsome appearance of the Crest Wyvern, I'm going to say that word different every time, Wyvern? Yeah, we'll go with that. And the increasing animosity of the local South Jersey residents toward royalty, arrest, aristocratic, aristocratic, <laughs> what does say aristocrats? That's a word that I don't like. All right. And nobility with whom family crests were associated may have helped facilitate the legend of Leeds, uh, the Leeds devil and the association of the Leeds family with the devils and monsters. Man, they had some hard words back then. I'll say that. Don't don't hate me too much for that one. Regal notes that by the late 1700s and early 1800s, the Leeds Devil had become a legendary monster or ghost story in the southern New Jersey area. Into the mid-19th century, stories continued to circulate in southern New Jersey of the Leeds Devil, a, in quotes, monster wandering the Pine Barrens. An oral tradition of the Leeds Devil, monster ghost stories subsequently became established in the Pine Barrens area. Although the Leeds Devil legend has apparently existed since the 18th century, Regal states that more modern depictions of the Jersey Devil, as well as the now pervasive Jersey Devil name, first became truly standardized in current form during the early 20th century. During the pre-revolutionary period, the Leeds family, who called the Pine Barrens home, soared its relationship with the Quaker majority. The Quakers saw no hurry to give their former fellow religionists an easy time in circles of gossip. His wives had all died, and as had his children. His son, Titan, stood accused by Ben Franklin of being a ghost. The family crest has winged dragons on it. In a time of thoughts, uh, when thoughts of independence were being born, these issues made the Leeds family political and religious monsters. From all this, over time, the legend of the Leeds Devil was born. References to the Jersey Devil do not appear in newspapers or any other printed material until the 20th century. The first major flap came in 1909. It is from the sightings, or these sightings, that the popular image of the creature, bat-like wings, horse head, claws, and general air of a dragon, became standardized. Indeed, many references to the Leeds Devil or the Devil of Leeds appear in earlier printed material prior to the widespread usage of the Jersey Devil name. During 1859, the Atlantic Monthly published an article detailing the Leeds Devil folktales popular among Pine Barren residents, or more commonly known as Pine Rats. <laughs> Man, what a good thing to be called as a people. Like Daytonians, New Yorkers, Pine Rats. <laughs> oh, man. A newspaper from 1887 describes sightings of a winged creature referred to as the Devil of Leeds, allegedly spotted near the Pine Barrens and well-known among the local populace of Burlington County, New Jersey. And this is a quote. Whenever he went near it, it gave an almost unearthly yell that frightened the dogs. It whipped at every dog on the place. That thing, said the colonel, it is not a bird nor an animal, but is the devil of Leeds. According to the description, it was born over in Evesham, Burlington County, a hundred years ago. There's no mistake about it. I never saw the horrible critter myself, but I can remember as well when it was roaming around in Evesham Woods 50 years ago. And when it became hunted by men and dogs, shot at by the best marksmen in all of South Jersey, but could not be killed. There isn't a family in Burlington or any of the adjoining counties that does not know the Leeds Devil. And it was the bugaboo to frighten children when I was a boy. So now let's get into some reported encounters. 
So this list of encounters is from NewJersey.com. They had a pretty good list of some of the encounters. So we'll just go start from the beginning. One of the first reported Jersey Devil sightings was in 1812 when Joseph Bonaparte, Napoleon's older brother, claimed that he saw the Jersey Devil while hunting near his border town estate. Sightings occurred and the legend grew, fueled by animal attacks, strange footprints, and reports filed by eyewitnesses who supposedly encountered the beast. The next one is the Devil Craze of 1909. The Jersey Devil's fame solidified itself in January of 1909 when nearly 1,000 reports came in from eyewitnesses throughout South Jersey. While testing cannonballs at Hanover Mills Works in the Pine Barrens, Navy Commander Stephen Decatur reportedly saw the creature and shot at it. Uh, The cannonball blew a hole in the Devil, but it wasn't phased by the projectile. Strange tracks were found in the fields, but bloodhounds allegedly refused to follow the tracks. The kids were fine with it all, and because schools, um, because schools were closed because of the sightings. Wow, that's pretty wild. So the next one is the Salem Cab Attack in 1927. The Jersey Devil fad died out for a while until 1927, when a taxi driver in Salem City allegedly encountered the Jersey Devil while changing a tire. The man told the police that a winged creature was pounding on the roof of the cab. Wow. That would be terrifying. That's like from a haunted, haunted, I almost said haunted movie. Horror movie. <laughs> One of them there haunted movies. <laughs> All right. In 1960, several residents of May's Landing heard a horrifying scream at night. There was no explanation for the noise, and people began to panic. Police hung flyers assuring residents that the Jersey Devil was a hoax but a circus owner countered the appeal by offering a $100,000 reward for anyone who could capture the creature, and no one had ever received their award, obviously. But that's a, that's a lot of... In 1960, that's got to be like a million dollars a day. Holy shit. Mary Ritzer Christensen. That's a long name. Too long. We'll say that. Uh, Mary Ritzer Christensen told Weird New Jersey that she got the, in quotes, heebie-jeebies one night in 1972 when she spotted the Jersey Devil on Green Tree Road. Christensen was driving from Blackwood to Glassboro when she said she saw a towering figure crossing the road about 25 feet behind her car. She described the figure as standing taller than the average man with thick haunches like a goat and a huge woolly head. Forest rangers are experts in on wildlife that inhabitants of the woods they patrol. But in 1980, Wharton State Forest Chief Ranger Alan McFarland saw something that both grossed him out and stumped him um, on his wild animal knowledge. A brutal scene on a South Jersey farm where a pack of pigs had been killed. He reported that the backs of their heads were eaten and their bodies were scratched and torn. However, there were no tracks surrounding the bodies and no blood on the ground. Oof, that, that would be creepy. No kidding. In 1988, an Asbury Park press reporter told the story of uh, Howell, Howell, wow, Howell, <laughs> uh, Howell Towns of Resident, who claimed to have encountered the Jersey Devil seven years prior. This eyewitness has been, uh, must have been close up and personal because he described the beast right down to his teeth. Ugh. No grazie. In the late 1980s, a group of friends went camping and riding dirt bikes in the Pine Barrens. While riding down a trail about 100 yards from the camp, the bikes all stalled. 
One said it could have to do with the terrain or the nearby power plant. However, as suddenly as the bikes quit running, the men heard a piercing, inhuman scream coming from the woods. When they returned to camp, those who stayed behind said they also heard the screams. That evening, one of the men went to a local bar and told the bartender about the screams in the wood, uh, woods, and the man informed the visitor that he had most likely had an encounter with the Jersey Devil. That's something you want to hear. In 1993, forest ranger John Irwin was driving along the Molucca River when he saw a strange creature blocking the road ahead of him. He said it was about six feet tall with horns and matted black fur. The two stared at each other for several minutes, and the creature turned back and ran into the forest. Man, probably had to change his pants, just to guess. Didn't say that in here. Not listed, but we'll just say that's true. One evening while taking out the trash, Fran Capallo, owner of Smithville Inn and Village in Galloway Township, saw a strange figure projected onto the wall before her. She said she looked up and saw the shadow of a beast with wings. While the image had to be frightening, Capallo said she felt calm, as if the Jersey Devil was watching over her. See, maybe he's nice. Nobody ever thought of that. How rude. While traveling on Route 9 in Bayville, three cars were forced to slam on their brakes when, according to one witness, a 10-foot-tall Jersey Devil figure with a long head Short flat and short flat ears ran into the road. One witness reported that the creature emerged from a wooded area near a mini mall and galloped out in front of traffic, disappearing into the woods on the other side of the street. So yeah, just had to go shopping, I guess. <laughs> um, and the next one here is one of the most recent sightings occurred in Galloway Township in October of 2015. Little Egg Harbor resident David Black said he was driving along Route 9 near a golf course when he saw what he thought was a llama walking in and out of the tree line on the side of the road. Suddenly, the creature spread its wings and flew away. He captured the beast's image with his cell phone, and the photo went viral. So I will have to to post that on our Instagram. That's weird looking. It looks fake. It looks very photoshopped. (laughs) But hey, could be real. Um, a few days after David Black, David Black supposedly captured the Jersey Devil with his cell phone's camera, Emily Martin shot a video of what appears to be the same creature after she spotted it in an old Port Republic road near Leeds Point. Both Black and Martin swear neither the image or the video were edited or set up. Some who have seen the photo and video have their suspicions. Yeah, uh, I'll post both to our Instagram at Mystery History Podcast and you can be the judge. It's uh, it's a little. It looks like a very. Looks like something that would be been out of um, like Mountie Python. <laughs> it looks like a a llama or a goat that's on like strings that just has wings taped to its back, and it looks like it's just being straight. Its legs are straight down. <laughs> it's it's weird looking. Not in a good way. Not in a creepy way. In a bad way. <laughs> so yeah, we'll post that to our Instagram, and you can you can take a look for yourself. So now let's get into some explanations. Skeptics believe that the Jersey Devil has to be nothing more than a creative manifestation upon the imaginations of the early English settlers. Plausible natural explanations include boogeyman stories created and told by bored Pine Barren residents as a form of children's entertainment, the byproduct of the historical local disdain for the Leeds family, the misidentification of known animals, and rumors based on common negative perceptions of local rural populations of the Pine Barren called the Pineys. 
So there's the pineys and the pine rats. All bad things, I guess. The frightening reputation of the Pine Barrens may indeed have contributed to the Jersey Devil legend. Historically, the Pine Barrens were considered uh, inhospitable land. Gangs of highwaymen, such as politically disdained loyal, uh, loyalist brigands, known as the Pine Robbers, were known to rob and attack travelers passing through the Barrens. During the 1700s and 1800s, residents of the isolated Pine Barrens were deemed the dregs or outcasts of society. Poor farmers, fugitives, brigands, Native Americans, poachers, moonshiners, runaway slaves, and deserting soldiers. So-called pineys have, have sometimes fostered certain frightening stories about themselves and the Pine Barrens to discourage outsiders or intruders from entering the Barrens. Pineys were further demonized and vilified after two eugenic studies were published during the early 20th century, which depicted pineys as <laughs> congenital idiots and criminals as seen as the research performed on the Kalilakak family by Henry H. Goddard, which is now considered biased and inaccurate <laughs> and most likely falsified. Yeah, I'd say so. Man, medical science back in the 19, early 1900s. <laughs> Can you imagine? You like scratch your arm and you're like, oh, that thing's got to come off. That's not going to make it. Oh, oh man. We're so lucky to live when we do. I'll just say that. So Jeff Brunner of the Humane Society of New Jersey thinks the Sandhill Crane is the basis of the Jersey Devil stories, adding, there are no photographs, no bones, no hard evidence whatsoever, and worst of all, no explanation of its origins that doesn't require belief in the supernatural. Outdoorsman and author Tom Brown Jr. spent several seasons living in the wilderness of the Pine Barrens. He accounts occasions where... Ter when terrified hikers mistook him for the Jersey Devil, and uh, after he covered his whole body with mud to repel mosquitoes. <laughs> oh, that sounds like, man, what a guy. Just walked out of the woods covered in mud, and people just go, ah, and run. <laughs> He's got to be like, no, I'm so lonely. Come back. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, just the visual of that. She's like, oh, hey, how you guys doing? Like, ah! <laughs> oh, I don't know why that's so funny to me. It's been a long day. I got the giggles. Uh, medical sociologist Robert E. Bartholomew. What a name. That guy's definitely like winning some Nobel Peace Prizes just based off his name alone. Bartholomew. And author Petal Hassel cite the 1909 series of sightings as the subsequent, or, and the subsequent public panic as a classic example of mass hysteria begun by a regional ur urban legend. One New Jersey group called the Devil Hunters refer to themselves as official researchers of the Jersey Devil and devote time to collecting reports, visiting historic sites, and going on nocturnal hunts in the Pine Barrens in order to find proof that the Jersey Devil does in fact exist. If anybody listening knows these people, maybe I can reach out and we can talk to you. We can have, do a little interview thing. That'd be pretty cool. So, if you know anybody in this, or you are someone in this, reach out. Let's talk. Let's chat. So, due in part to their isolated and underdeveloped nature, or undeveloped nature, I'm sorry, the Pine Barrens have themselves fostered various folk legends. Apart from the Jersey Devil, many other legends are associated with the Pine Barrens. Supernatural creatures and ghosts said to haunt the Pine Forest include the ghost of the uh, Pirate Captain Kid. Uh, that's Kid, like last name, Kid, two Ds. 
who supposedly buried treasure in the Pine Barren and is sometimes allegedly seen in the company of the Jersey Devil. The ghost of the Black Doctor, the benevolent spirit of an African-American doctor who, after being forbidden from practicing medicine due to his race, entered the Pine Barrens to practice medicine in an isolated community of the Pine Barrens and is still said to aid uh, those lost or wandering travelers. The ghost of the black dog, which, unlike many black dog legends, is usually portrayed as harmless. The ghost of the golden-haired girl, the spirit of a girl who is said to be staring out into the sea, dressed in white, mourning the loss of her lover at sea. And the white stag, a ghostly white deer, said to rescue travelers in the barrens from danger. So these all seem like nice things. You got a doctor that's going to help you, a girl that just misses her husband, and a dog and a stag that'll help you. Man, and then a devil, you know, you got to have one bad one. There are also folk tales concerning the blue hole, an unusually uh, clear blue and rounded body of water located in the Pine Barrens between Monroe Township, Gloucester County, and Winslow Township, Camden County, and often associated with the, the Jersey Devil. So yeah, there you have it. That is the Jersey Devil and all of the folklore and history concerning it. So, let me know. Do you think it's real? Do you think it's BS? Do you think there's really a uh, a flying goat out there with wings? It's funny because all of the, now that I think about it, all the people said he's like 10 foot tall, and this picture of the Jersey Devil is literally just like a goat that's probably three or four foot off the ground. <laughs> so these stories don't really line up. But, hey, I don't know. Could be real. So yeah, reach out to us on Instagram. We also have a Discord on our website also. I'm going to update the link to that. So if you want to join, join in. And we can talk as a community. Have a couple people in there so we can, yeah, just have a conversation about it. Or like I said, if you know somebody in this society that hunts the Jersey Devil, reach out. I want to know what you've seen. I want to know about this goat. (laughs) Thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you.